Hello there, and happy Friday. You are listening to The Friday Five, our series here on the ASG podcast that is a weekly list of five things you need to know about. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel. Let's get into some of the headlines from this week. Number one, coronavirus continues to dominate health-related news, but we are also starting to see some economic implications. That's because many Chinese factories shut down to celebrate this year's Lunar New Year on January 25th, and some have still not reopened. We are at 28 days in the count today. Not all factories remain closed. Some have reopened, but some find themselves facing supply shortages. Of the factories who have plenty of supplies and workers, they are still unable to ship their products from their factories because of travel bans. Naturally, that has an effect on the supply chain that brings those products from China over to the United States. On Monday, February 17th, Apple issued a press release stating that it would not meet Q1 revenue guidances because of the outbreak. Apple cited global supply constraints as well as demand declines. You have the supply chain issues that we just mentioned, but those travel bans don't just affect products being shipped. That affects anyone trying to get from point A to point B, so malls are not open to sell goods like iPhones or earbuds that Apple makes. And it's not just Apple that's going to be feeling the effects on production and sales. Businesses around the United States will likely be feeling it as well. An article from the LA Times highlighted several different companies, one of them MGA Entertainment, makers of LOL Surprise Dolls. Production on their toys is down 60% compared to this time last year, and Chief Executive Isaac Larian has said they are filling partial orders to get by until factories can get back up and running. Tourism spending in L.A. from Chinese visitors is estimated to drop nearly $1 billion. Mattel Incorporated's Chinese factories will remain shut until Monday. They were one of the many factories originally slated to start up production again after the lunar holiday on February 3rd. Facebook's Oculus Quest VR headset was already back-ordered. Now they are not accepting new orders because of hardware delays. Qualcomm, a San Diego chip manufacturing giant, warned shareholders about uncertainty in the supply chain. Gene Soroka, executive director of the Port of Los Angeles, estimated that 80 fewer ships would sail to the United States from China. That would mean a loss of 350,000 shipping containers, and that translates to one-fifth of the containers received at the ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach. The supply chain between China and the U.S. was already disrupted because of the ongoing trade war between the two countries. Many other well-known brands are estimating and announcing their expected losses as well. If you'd like to read more, we'll have a link to a write-up about the Apple announcement and the link to the LA Times article in our show notes. Number two, Medicare Advantage enrollment is at about 24.4 million seniors and people with disabilities as of February 2020. That is an increase of 9.4% from the same time last year. United Health Group is once again the biggest Medicare Advantage insurer with 6.3 million beneficiaries. Humana came in second at 4.4 million, 
CVS Health's Aetna was third with $2.6 million, and Kaiser Permanente came in fourth with 1.7 million members. We will have a link to the article where that data set came from, and that article brings me directly to number three on our list, the budget and economic outlook for 2020 to 2030 from the Congressional Budget Office. It is a snapshot of our nation's federal deficits, debt, revenues, and spending for the current year with projections for the next 10 years. The last projection came out in August of 2019, and since that time, the estimate of deficit for 2020 has grown by $8 billion, and the estimated 10-year projection has increased by $160 billion. One of the estimates in particular that caught my eye was the projection of federal debt held by 2030. That is estimated to come to 98% of our GDP. And continuing that projection out another 20 years puts our nation's debt at a high that has never been seen, 180% of GDP. Again, those are just some of the numbers associated with our country's debt and deficit. We will be linking to the full study so you can really dig in and read the portions that are most relevant to you. Number four, while we're on the subject of money and finances, let's talk about taxes. Everyone's favorite topic, right? There are a few changes to the tax laws this year, just some information to have in mind. The highlights include an increase to the standard deduction, the removal of the penalty for not having health insurance on a federal level, changes to tax laws on alimony payments, the ability to deduct private mortgage insurance, credits for certain energy-efficient home improvements, the return of the foreclosure waiver, and a change in how the IRS would like Americans to report cryptocurrency. We will have a link to an article with more information on those IRS changes in our show notes. Number five, in health technology news, an Oklahoma teenager is crediting his Apple Watch with alerting him to a high heart rate that led to a diagnosis of supraventricular tachycardia, or SVT. By definition, SVT is a faster-than-normal heart rate, and it can develop if the normal electrical workings of the heart are disrupted. Apple Watches track heart rate and will notify the wearer if their heart rate is outside of typical parameters. In this particular case, his heart rate was at 190 while resting, already high, and eventually went up to 202 beats per minute. After being diagnosed with SVT, the boy had a cardiac ablation, which is when doctors scar or destroy the tissue responsible for sending those incorrect signals. Now, while SVT is not a particularly deadly disease per se, it can get worse if it goes untreated. We have mentioned before that insurance companies are slowly getting on board with adding health tech wearables to their benefits. That will likely continue to be the case as more of these examples come to light. Now, before we get to this week's rabbit hole, just a quick reminder that the advance notice from CMS and HHS has been officially released and you can submit formal comments up until April 6th. We will be linking to that document in our show notes if you'd like to comb through it or submit a comment. So this week's bonus needs a little bit of a lead up. I have been binge listening to Business Wars. It is my new favorite podcast. 
And I will blame Dolly Parton's America for introducing me to the podumentary genre or documentary podcast genre, however you choose to define it. Business Wars is a documentary podcast that tells the story of rival businesses. They are brand names you know that have been going up against each other for years, and you'll probably be familiar with a couple of the battles, but each miniseries follows two businesses, and it tells the story of their rivalry chronologically from the beginning to current day. Each arc is capped off with an interview between host David Brown and an industry expert. So I started out with Hershey versus Mars, then I listened to Hasbro versus Mattel, and that led to McDonald's versus Burger King, and it is that business war that has inspired the rabbit hole for today. I came across two pieces of related news this week, one about Burger King and the other about McDonald's. Burger King launched a brand new ad campaign showing a 34-day time lapse of its Whopper sandwich. The video starts out with the Whopper fresh, but by the end, it is covered in blue and green mold. It is a sharp contrast to all those photos and videos out there of other burgers that never seem to grow mold, despite their age. And this is Burger King's interesting way of coming out and saying that their burger does not have preservatives in it, a sticking point for more health-conscious Americans lately. It's a powerful statement, and it will be interesting to see if it has the effect that Burger King is looking for, gaining back market share. Then on the other hand, or should I say in the other hand, there's McDonald's announcement on Wednesday heralding the return of their famous Shamrock Shake. This year is the 50th anniversary of the green mint-flavored milkshake, And the Golden Arches are celebrating by also selling an Oreo Shamrock McFlurry to mark the occasion. The Shamrock Shake will remain a limited edition option, and they are pretty popular, so it's best to grab one sooner rather than later, even if it seems a little early to be thinking about St. Patrick's Day. And that is all we have for this week's installment of the Friday Five. If you like this episode, make sure you follow or subscribe so that you get updated each and every time we publish a new installment. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rappel. Script editing by Roxanne Anderson. Artwork by Nick Smith.